Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Wednesday, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. It is that time again. Let's go out to the phone line and bring in our guy, Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, Freddie and Harry. Freddie, how are you? I'm good, brother. How's everything with you, Brady? Everything is good outside of the 2-8 and eight Patriots, so I'm learning how to cope <laughs> with a lot of losing here. Uh, let me start with this. What did you think of Gronk's idea this morning? He thinks Mac Jones should go to the Patriots, ask for his release, and go be the starting mm-hmm. quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh, Rob Gronkowski, that rascal trying to start something. <laughs> but if you're Mac Jones, you clearly have to understand that Gronkowski's comedic stylings aside, Brady, that the Mac Jones era has an E-R-A and E-R-R-O-R. That is clearly over the New England Patriots because it's one thing to be benched for Billy Zappi, but you're benched on the final drive of the game to try to win the football game overseas versus the Indianapolis Colts. Mac Jones clearly has to understand that whatever rope he thought he had He's at the end of that rope when it comes to New England Patriots. And now, if you're the Patriots at 2-8 and eight, going into the bye week, you've let it be known that Billy Zappi is more than likely going to be the starting quarterback when you get back on the football field. What do you do in terms of the future when it comes to this year and in the offseason? Because there's still so many more questions out there other than Rob Gronkowski being a pseudo-agent for Mac Jones to get out of New England. <laughs> you know, Freddie, you played football, so talk to me a little bit about coaching styles. This is the, this is the point that I made yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've seen... Look, I've seen Baker Mayfield have success in another place relatively. I've seen Geno Smith have success in another place. I've seen Jared Goff be resuscitated in another place. So it can happen where guys who are kind of down on their luck can find success other places. When it comes Mm -hmm. to Mac Jones, do you think that him and Bill Belichick could coexist again? Or does he need a Pete Carroll, Dan Campbell type coach in the future? Someone that can really revive him in the way they've done for those other guys? I'm going to say the second part of that because you also need a coach that can believe in you at the quarterback position. And for whatever reason, whether it's a player, Mac Jones, or maybe those two just didn't coexist, whatever that was, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick were never able to find that right kind of fit to go forward after Mac Jones' rookie year in which they made the playoffs before they got the blood beaten out of them by the Buffalo Bills. Jared Goff even talked about that when he got to the Detroit Lions. He said it was really, really cool to have a coach that actually believes in me and not lose faith in me because that clearly happened in Los Angeles with the Rams and Sean McVay. That's why they couldn't wait to move on from Jared Goff and they traded for Matthew Stafford and they won the championship when it's all said and done. If you're Mac Jones, though, you had to know what you had gotten into with Bill Belichick. He does not throw flowers out there for anybody. If he didn't do it for Tom Brady in 20 years until they won Super Bowls, he's not going to do it for you. You have not won a playoff game. So whatever you need to validate yourself or to massage your ego, that's not a guarantee it's going to happen somewhere else the way that it did not happen in New England with Bill Belichick. Freddie, I heard an interesting point from another sports radio host uh, earlier today. I want to run this by you. So we've seen the struggles of Zach Wilson. We've seen the struggles of Mac. Do you think there's something to the notion that these guys looked better in college in that COVID 2020 year, right? Weaker schedules. Other teams aren't practicing as much. Other teams are missing players because they might be out with COVID where these quarterbacks that performed well in the COVID 2020 weird college football season, maybe aren't as good as we thought they were. That's a weird theory. And I'm not going to say that that person is exactly wrong because all those things can be factors in what we saw from not only Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, but also Justin Fields. The one guy that we didn't see was Trey Lance because North Dakota State didn't play football, and that didn't work out well for him with the San Francisco 49ers because they drafted him on potential, and he did not live up to that potential on the football field for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm not just going to shoo that away. 
and say that's a conspiracy cockamamie theory because look at the guys that he mentioned part of that draft where the Jets were so enamored by what Zach Wilson did on the pro day throwing a pass over 60 yards down the field. And New England saw Mac Jones do with those kind of weapons with Alabama thinking that he can transfer that to the next level. So who's to say that theory is, is wrong? I'm not going to say that theory is wrong because we've seen the results or the lack of results involving the guys he mentioned as a part of that draft. It was three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks were taking the first 10 picks of the draft. Freddie, what's the, the chicken or the egg theory? Is Mac Jones not that good, or did Bill Belichick ruin him? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say as it turned out that Mac Jones did not live up to the expectation I thought that he was going to do in my own mind. I thought for sure when he got to the next level that he was able to be a productive quarterback, and I still couldn't believe he fell to the New England Patriots. But I think Bill Belichick is – I'm not going to say he's an odd coach to be around, but you know exactly who he's going to be and how he's going to be. And I'm sure it did not take Mac Jones three seasons to figure that out, Bill Belichick. Whatever he was looking for from for Bill Belichick, he was not going to get that. So it's a case of both. But if you're Mac Jones, you believe you're the kind of quarterback that you think you can be. You don't allow a coach like Bill Belichick to ruin you. You stay confident in yourself and confident in your abilities. But it can be very easy for me to say that on the outside when I don't have to expect that Bill Belichick down my throat each and every day, whether it's practice or a game or in the, or in the film room when it comes to Mac Jones in New England. You know, I was listening to Chris Canty earlier today on the ESPN Morning Show, and he said he would not want Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Giants, and he said because he doesn't trust Bill Belichick to be part of a rebuild. So my question is, if Bill Belichick can't rebuild the Giants, can Bill Belichick rebuild the Patriots? Not as a general manager. Maybe as a coach, you have somebody else bring players in, but I wonder Bill Belichick's ego is going to allow something like that to happen, Brady, and I fully believe that's not going to be the case. Bill Belichick knows what has worked for him, and he is not going to be taken off that perch when it comes to what he's seen work for him for 20-plus years as a Patriots head coach, as an NFL head coach. His way has been able to work that way, and let's be honest, a lot of that had to do with that fact that Tom Brady was there to cover a lot of sins and a lot of transgressions that they had when it came to picking out free agents and picking out draft choices. So he was able to override a lot of misses by the Patriots organization with Bill Belichick as the general manager making the call on these players. More than ever before, Brady, in these modern times, you have to be adaptable to not only personnel on your team, but to personnel that's in the National Football League. And in the golden age of quarterbacks, you can't just say, I can out-scheme people, and that's, gotten, and that's going to work. Not in Atlanta, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, or Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, or even Justin Hurd, Los Angeles Chargers. You have to be able to have a quarterback and an offensive play calling that's going to make that work. That working at Tom Brady as your quarterback, you could do that. It's not going to work for Bill Belichick in 2023 in modern football. What's the weirder play for the Patriots last Sunday? benching their quarterback to put in a cold quarterback with a minute 50 and no timeouts or going on a punt block and having no punt returner but still keeping Demario Douglas covering a gunner when there's nobody back there yes to both because we do that once again <laughs> that, that's what happens and I never thought I would say this Brady about a Bill Belichick team or a Bill Belichick organization that just screamed desperation when I saw both of those moves and I never thought in a million years that Bill Belichick would be of the mind to do something very, very desperate because he's been maybe the most calculating head coach when it comes to certain plays or to certain organizational matters. He has been very calculating and making sure that the end is going to justify the means. 
you see that for organizations that don't win. The New York Jets, for example, the Cleveland Browns in previous years, or really the Cleveland Browns, since they won the NFL championship in 1964. <laughs> you don't expect to see that from an organization that has been, let's be honest, the gold standard in the National Football League since the early 2000s when they got this run going. So when I saw both of those moves, it smacked the desperation. I did not think I would see that from anybody that was in the same organization or being coached by that guy known as Bill Belichick in New England. You know, interestingly enough, Freddie, the Patriots right now would have the number four pick in the draft next year. The Panthers would have the number one, but their pick goes to the Bears, so they have no reason Mm -hmm. to try to lose games. They have every reason to try to win. Arizona is going to win some games, I would imagine, because of Kyler Murray. Are the Patriots going to end up this year or somehow with a one or two pick in the draft? Well, if that's going to be the case, and I'll play along with you, if they get the number one and number two pick in the draft, then what are they going to do? Do you go after one of the quarterbacks that's going to be there? Because if Caleb Williams comes out of USC, more than likely he's going to be the number one pick in the draft if he decides to do that. And if he's not, it's going to be Drake May of North Carolina. The other guys that you can take maybe later on in the first round, but if the pages are picking that high, they'll have their chance, they'll have the choice of quarterbacks. But if they don't decide to do that and they try to outsmart the room, then they haven't learned anything. And they're going to be in the same position next year, a team that's going to be trying to scuffle along, trying to figure things out when everybody else has passed them by when it comes to not only picking out free agents and picking out draft choices, but making sure you hit on the right draft choice that's going to make the most sense for your team. So if I'm in charge of the Patriots draft room, you got to find an impact player, and you got to find an impact player on offense. And if it's not going to be a quarterback, then it better be a wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. But my money, pound for pound, he's the best player in this upcoming draft in the National Football League. And if he's there on the board, then you go find a quarterback that can get him the football and welcome yourself to modern football when it comes to the Patriots in New England. Freddie, I don't know what your show prep is like these days now that you're in the new time slot, but hey, just want to tell you, tomorrow... 11.30 a.m., UVM uh-huh. hoops against the College of Charleston and the Myrtle Beach uh-huh. Invitational. And you know I'm going to be watching. You know I'm going to be paying <laughs> attention. You, I mean, come on now. I saw Sigurd Hart play last night against the Holy Cross team and win at the Holy Cross beat Georgetown over the weekend. So you know I'm going to be paying attention <laughs> when it comes to mid-major basketball. Any good basketball is better than no basketball. I don't care what time those games are going to be on my TV screen. We're looking forward to that. Looking forward to Celtics and Sixers tonight. That should be a good one as well, although we don't know if Christoph Porzingis is going to play. But, Freddie, we'll talk next week. When we do, it'll be pre-Thanksgiving, so we uh, look forward to catching up in seven days. Oh, it's a pleasure, Brady. Can't wait, my friend. Take care and be well.